Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 22 of Connection Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad that you are with me today. Now, this is the 22nd episode of Connection Not Perfection, and honestly, this whole week, Taylor Swift's song 22 has been on repeat in my head. Like, I'm definitely feeling 22. But really, I have been reflecting a lot on what Connection Not Perfection is all about. And here's one of the reasons. This past weekend, I had the opportunity to visit with one of my dearest friends who lives in Colorado now, in Colorado Springs. And this is a shout out to my good friend, Sagita. Now, not only is she my great friend, she is married to one of my cousins, which just makes it all the sweeter that that she is just a kindred spirit of mine because we're also related. Now, We were talking about something that happened a good 10 years ago, and my daughter at the time was four, and Sakita was reminding me of a time when we had gone to a Bible study that we were in. We met weekly on Wednesdays, and that particular day that we were talking about was one when I had dropped my daughter off at her class with her amazing teacher, Miss Patty, and I had literally gone into the bathroom and sobbed, like slid down to sit on the floor with my back against the wall in one of the stalls and just cried and cried because it had been such a hard morning with that four-year-old daughter of mine. Now, I don't know if you guys relate to that or not. When your kids were little, if you ever got to just the point of exhaustion and frustration when it was just really hard being patient and parenting in a way that you wanted to. And for me, the way that I wanted to is with intention and being deliberate and really trying to instill some specific things in my kiddos. Now, that definitely was not happening on the day that I'm referring to. And in fact, I ended up sitting in my car with my good friend, Sagita, and she really kind of talked me off the ledge and loved on me and really encouraged me in that moment moment when I was just having a horrible day. So what does that have to do with connection, not perfection? Well, every once in a while, I still have a day like the one I just described. And I'm guessing that you do too. And the same way that Sagita encouraged me, I want to encourage you. From the beginning, I have wanted to serve parents and teens, not because I have a fancy degree or because I think I'm all that. It's actually kind of the opposite. I'm just an ordinary mom trying to feel my way through this parenting thing. And it's my passion to do it, again, with intentionality and to be clear about the values and beliefs and priorities that I want to model, to equip myself with just a variety of tools and strategies and information so that I can reach my teens. I would so love to help you do the same. My hope is that I can encourage you and equip you with some new tools and strategies and maybe even entertain you a little along the way. Now, another backstory for me is that when my oldest was about one year old, Philip, my husband, and I took a parenting class. It lasted over 12 weeks, and it covered just a wealth of information. 
And a lot of it just wasn't applicable to us because, hello, we had a 12-month-old, right? But it did give us a clear direction, and it helped to get us on the same page about a lot of things ahead of time. But here's the thing. One of the things that they communicated in this video-based study is that if we used their methods and we, quote-unquote, worked the program, our kids would become and I'm doing air quotes here, delightful teens whom we would love being around. Now, if this was YouTube instead of a podcast, you'd be super impressed by my dramatic eye roll. But at the time, it was music to my perfectionistic ears. I still lived under the delusion that I had control of things. Remember, I only had a one-year-old who wasn't even walking or talking yet. As you might guess, this set our family up. Okay, full disclosure, it set me up for a lot of guilt and disappointment because did we use the class's methods? Check. Did we work the program? Check. Did we try to model grace and mercy and use natural consequences? Check. Do we have delightful teens that we love being around? Um, well, sometimes, but not always, if I'm being completely authentic and transparent. And for a good while, that fact led me to a season of questioning and self-doubt. What did I do wrong here? Why didn't all the work up front, a catchphrase that was in our parenting class, why didn't that work? Well, obviously, I didn't know what I know now. That whole input-output concept doesn't really apply to human beings, especially not teenagers. And as my friend Tammy said on an earlier episode, it's not like we're downloading software into our teens. Their hormones, their rapid growth, and just the stresses of everyday life make this parenting gig quite a roller coaster. Let me be very real here. This parenting thing is difficult enough without unrealistic expectations like the ones that I had. I had to let go of what I thought my teens should look like and figure out how to parent the people they are right now in this moment without the guilt. And a big reason why it's so difficult is because what worked yesterday doesn't always work today. And what works today probably won't work next week. That's why I'm always searching for new tools and tricks to add to my ever-growing parenting toolkit. And I think that that class set me up with those unrealistic expectations because it is developmentally appropriate for our teens to push back. It is developmentally appropriate for them to try to separate themselves from us in ways that sometimes just aren't pleasant. But in the long run, that's what we want, right? But being in the midst of it is hard. In fact, parenting my teens has been one of the hardest things I have ever had to do. Not because they aren't great, because they are, but they don't always act great and neither do I. And it gets messy and frustrating and overwhelming and that's hard to talk about sometimes. Because if you're like me, you wanna speak well of your family. Now, I made a decision a long time ago to only speak positively about my family to people outside my inner circle. And most of the time, to those inner circle people too. Because I'm the person who's closest to my husband and to my kids, 
and everyone is going to believe what I say about them, right? So I only want my family to hear me saying positive, loving things about them. Now, let me be clear here because I'm not talking about bragging on them. I'm talking about making sure that whatever comes out of my mouth about them is put through a filter of love and grace. And I've found that with my teens, sometimes that means that I'm being silent, as in, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Because I know that my teens are listening and taking to heart the things that I say about them to other people. But staying silent, not sharing my struggles or asking for help has meant it's been isolating at times, wondering if anyone else was experiencing the same kind of yo-yo of parenting teens that I have. Hello, am I the only one who suspects that I am completely screwing up my teens? I just have to believe that I'm not alone in this. Now, to be fair, I do have a great support network. In fact, I have a friend who has made it her mission to create a village of moms who support each other and keep it real. Thank you so much for doing that, Anne. We all have girls that are about the same age and we all love each other's kids as if they were our own. And it makes it easier to share the struggles we're facing with our teens and to trade strategies and ideas on how to handle things. And also it helps to kind of all be on the same page with the same party line about some of the bigger issues like social media and dating and all those kinds of things. And I also also have a great extended family. I know that my parents are praying for my teens and for my husband and I daily, and that means more than you can imagine. I also have several friends whose children are quite a bit older than mine, women who mentor and encourage me, who've taught me so much about letting go of my expectations, and not just the ones I have for my kids, but even the ones that I have for myself friends who help me stay under my own umbrella, so to speak. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 16, check out that link in my show notes where my friend Tammy and I talk all about boundaries and staying under our, our own umbrellas. And I also have, of course, young adult books that help me get inside the heads of fictional teens and really provides a diving board for jumping into discussions with my teens about all kinds of things, whether it's about academic stress or body image or just whatever, you name it. Now, sometimes these discussions are just me getting in a couple of questions or statements before getting completely shut down. And that's okay because as I've talked to you about before on the show, it's all about just, for me, it's about imagining my kids being in like two liter bottles and I'm just drip, drip, dripping into them, trying to just fill them up with, again, all those values, beliefs, and priorities that I'm trying to model. And in addition to all that, I have parenting books, which honestly are sometimes more confusing than helpful because they all seem to contradict one another. I don't know about you, but what one says sometimes that you must absolutely do, another book might tell you to absolutely not do that very same thing. So it is a little bit confusing. Plus, I have to confess, I'm a little leery of reading parenting books anyway, because if my teens see me reading them, they might do what I did when I was a teen which is whenever my mom got a new parenting book, I'd sneak and read it too, 
which made it pretty difficult for any of the strategies she tried to really even phase me because I could see them coming from a mile away. Yeah, I was that kid. Now, why am I sharing all this? Because while I don't have fancy degrees or certifications lined up behind my name, I am good at researching and finding experts to help me parent my teens intentionally. I'm good at reading the books teens are reading and pulling out the big stuff to talk about. And at heart, I'm a teacher. And what that means is that whenever I learn something, I cannot wait to share it with the people who need to hear it too. And that would be you guys, the ones who are on the front lines with your teens every day. I want to serve you by sharing what I've learned through my experiences and my research and with talking to experts. And I want to focus on the stuff that really matters, the things that we all struggle with connecting with and parenting our teens. And the bottom line is, if I can do it, you can too. I'm sharing this because I want the things that I talk about and the books that I share and the experts that I invite here onto Connection Not Perfection to be relevant to where you are in your journey with your teen. And the simplest way for me to do that is to ask. So this is me asking. I have created a short survey that I would love for you to take. It will really help me as I prepare future content for the Connection Not Perfection podcast and for some other resources that I'm working to put together for you. There's actually a link, of course, in the show notes, or you can access the survey from my website, theishgirl.com, T-H-E-I-S-H-G-I-R-L.com. There are about 22 questions that shouldn't take you more than 10, 15 minutes to go through. And as a thank you, there is something in it for you as well. First, you'll be entered in the Connection Not Perfection Summer Lit Club Sweepstakes, where in August, I'll be giving away six different Amazon gift cards ranging from $10 to $50. And if you forward the survey to a friend to fill out, you'll be entered for a second opportunity to win. That friend would just need to share the email address that you use when you filled out the survey. And secondly, you'll be given access to my free resource library where I have printable quotes, discussion guides, and more for you there. So I am so looking forward to hearing from each of you and to really be able to hone in on resources that are going to help you where you are with your teen right now. Now, speaking of the CNP Summer Lit Club sweepstakes, I want to remind you that in my next episode, we'll be talking about the second book for Lit Club. That would be Moxie by Jennifer Matu, and I will be doing another Facebook Live event on the Monday after that, where I hope you will join me. And if you haven't signed up for the Lit Club already, you can do that on my website at theishgirl.com forward slash EP17. And again, the link to that is also in my show notes. And that will also enter you for the sweepstakes as well. So you, there are lots of ways you can enter. And if you go and look at that link, there's a list there of the different ways you can be entered to win the prizes. Thank you so very much for hanging out with me today. I am so grateful to be able to serve you. And again, I cannot wait to hear from you through the survey that I've talked about today. And then you are also always welcome to email me or to DM me on Instagram or PM me on Facebook. And there's links to all of my social media stuff in the show notes as well. Now, until next week, 
just remember from an ish girl who is super excited that Jimmy Fallon's book club pick is the same one as the third CNP Summer Lit Club one, which is Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. It is all about connection, not perfection.